passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Believe in Bears. My name is Joey Christopoulos, my co-host, Corey Wooten. We're going to get to you a great episode in about 30 seconds, but hang on real quick because we want to talk about our sponsor, BetOnline.ag. Our partners at BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds in the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And oh, yeah, that's right. Major League Baseball is back. Who do you got winning the World Series? Is it the White Sox that have lost seven in a row? That's on your dime because BetOnline continues to be the, the continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So it's super easy to get started. Just head to the website today or use your mobile device and join and use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's only a bet online where the game starts. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for coming to the pod. we got a wonderful returning guest. Thanks so much for checking us out on YouTube right now. Like, subscribe, and even more important, comment. Let's say hello to my co-host here. He is Fox 32 Chicago Zone, former Northwestern Wildcat, former Chicago Bear, Corey Wooten. What's up, Corey? Oh, what's going on, man? You know, just excited for this weekend. You know, I got I got Arizona this weekend. You know, got five rounds in three days. So I'm excited. The golfing trip. Let's go. <laughs> He's getting out of town. He's going to hit some balls in the air. And let's talk about, let's bring in our guest right here. He is a returning guest. He is at B96. He hosts Bears Unleashed. And now... He is a member of the team of 670 The Score. We're so happy and proud to have him back. It's Gabe Ramirez. What's up, Gabe? Does this mean I'm an expert now that you guys will actually listen to me when I say things? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've always been listening to you, man. I'm joking. You're good facts, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, glad to be here. I told you guys I'd always come back whenever you wanted me, so I'm glad to be back this soon. Uh, we're super happy to have you back. Yeah, when they give you your credential at 670, the score, you're like, can I get that in font 48, please? I just yeah, want a little yeah. bit. I want a little bit of the bigger, bigger lanyard. I feel smart. I feel smarter. And I was actually like, can I get Matt Eberflus's number directly? Because I have some thoughts now that I'm a member of 670. Hey, <laughs> tell him. Tell him. Speed dial. Speed dial. Flus. Uh, late at night talks. Uh, so happy to have you back, Gabe, because this week it is the NFL Draft. Now, the Chicago Bears, they might not be picking on night one, but they have picks 39 and 48. So day two, Friday, is going to be a huge day for the Chicago Bears. Corey, man, I want to throw it to you first, man. You know, how do you want to get this started? Just your thoughts on the NFL Draft. And then, uh, yeah, let's bring Gabe into the mix and let's chop up what our hopes, dreams, and aspirations could be for this Bears team this week. Yeah, well, I'm hoping with the first two picks they address the offensive side of the ball. Uh, give Justin Fields that help. I think wide receiver is a position and then possibly an offensive tackle 
or someone that can play a multitude of positions. So I'm looking at your guy, uh, you got Pickens from, from Georgia. You know, I think that's a big name that's come up. He's coming off that ACL. Um, I think he's a boomer bust type of prospect. Um, and then, you know, I think there's a, a couple other ways and go, you know, offensive tackle, you know, Kenyon green guy from Texas A&M. Uh, it's kind of old school type O line. He's played five positions out there. And uh, also they're looking at the Tulsa offensive tackle, Tyler Smith as well. So, I think we address those two needs and then kind of go from there and then maybe go to the defensive side of the ball. Um, but I think we need to give Justin Fields that help, another weapon, and then some protection. Yeah, Gabe, weigh in on this here. You know, what are, you know, as a Bears fan and as a Bears analyst, what are your hopes and dreams really for these two picks at Friday? Um, are they players? Is it trade up? Is it trade back? What would you like to see? What's the combo? Yeah, Joey, you know, Corey knows. You, you know, I really like to look at things from a fan's perspective, you know, because that's what I am true at heart. Right. So I don't know. I guess when it comes to the draft, first and foremost, my main attention is, is being spent and focused on polls and Iberflus to see how they work together. Like, I can't wait. You know how they do the little documentary where they show you, oh, what were they thinking in the war? Like, I can't wait to watch that. Like, so <laughs> yeah. I'm excited about the draft, but I want to watch that. I want to watch how they operate. I want to watch how they think. I want to watch how they talk. I want to know who's in charge of my franchise, right? Yes, my franchise, my Chicago Bears. I love them. They have a new regime. So the draft to me is like must-see TV, right? You got to see what's going on. So in terms of need, though, of positions, I mean, geez, like, let's be real, right? We're in the middle of a rebuild. We're in the middle of a regime change, right? So what we need is everything, right? We, we don't know if we need a quarterback. <laughs> if Justin Fields is that guy we want him to be, right? We love Darnell Mooney, but we know we need receivers. We need offensive line. We could use some depth at the defensive line position. We'd like our linebackers, but who wouldn't like a nice young stud to come in and just kind of challenge for those positions and make the uh, older guys, you know, really try to work hard or just inject life. You need that spark plug mentality. So when it comes to needs, and desires from a bear standpoint <laughs> it could be everything right um, who, who do i want them to waste these early picks on you see so many analysts guys talking about wide receivers but i'm like Corey. we Corey and i have watched this team and watched our quarterback suffer for the last couple of years and it's like let's just protect our guy and see what we can get after that right after, yep. after those first five seconds let's give our guy an opportunity to throw let's give our guy an opportunity to prove whether it be Trubisky or Justin Fields, that they're good enough if they actually have some time. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do uh, come Thursday. Yeah, with $125 million in the cap next year too as well, you can you know kind of start small and then maybe go out and buy that professional weaponry that you kind of want to in the next offseason. It's so funny you're bringing it up like that because I think about like when you move into a new house, everyone gets really excited about the new couch and the new TV. But you buy that plastic thing that holds the dishes in the kitchen, and it's just as important, right? Because you need that. Like that's where yeah. that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, Gabe, I want to follow up with you, and then Corey weigh in on this one. Let's kind of get a big philosophical question kind of out of the way. In your opinion, Gabe, then based on what you just said, scale of one to ten, how critical is this draft for Poles, Eberflus, and Cunningham? to get off on the right track, to set the tone for the organization. Scale of 1 to 10, how critical do you think it kind of is? It's just like when you're dating, you hate to admit these things early on, but I, I personally have a long leash, right? I mean, mm. you, people make mistakes, right? A GM is never going to bat 1,000, right? They're going to make mistakes. We've seen bad signings in our time, and we've seen – you know, not GM, especially draft picks, right? You're never going to hit on everything. So, I mean, to go into this and be like, he has to get this one right on every single pick or else I'm then going to doubt what he can do for our organization moving forward. I don't feel like that. I say to myself, okay, here, 
you know, it's like, like I said, like dating, right? Here, you have a couple chances. You're gonna, you're gonna, they're gonna lie to me, or what's you gonna do, right? Like, I want to see how you, I want to see how you're gonna act. But, but again, that's why I said I can't wait to see what they are gonna do, and and, and to see where they place importance, right? Yeah. That's what you're gonna see. Is this best player available at the 39 slot? Is this somebody? Is this a, a need you feel like needs to be addressed immediately? You know, what what is that gonna look like? So again, I, and and he might get it wrong. But then, you know, we get we have to give an opportunity to adjust it in free agency and, and in other ways and, and give them that opportunity. And then we can complain whether or not we feel like we want him <laughs> gone in two or three years. Yeah. Corey, no, no, Corey, no. weigh in. Yeah. How long's the leash? Yeah. Uh it, it's pretty long because I, I think you can't really truly evaluate this regime until after next year's draft, right? So we need this draft, right? A season to go by, free agency next year, and then we're gonna have some first round picks next year. Um, so we're going to have a full draft at that point. So I think that's when you can fully evaluate them. At this point, it's tough because without that first round pick, it, it's really tough because, you know, obviously we'd be probably looking at left tackle because that's a premium in this position. But hopefully some guys can maybe slide down. And uh, I, I think they just need to f- uh, fill the needs, right? I, I'm, I don't care about best available. Right now we need an offensive lineman. We need a wide receiver. We need a cornerback and we need a safety. Those are the four things in my mind that we need. So we need to address those in the draft, right? Because obviously those holes weren't filled all the way in free agency. So we need to address those, whether it's later picks, maybe a guy that slipped in the draft or whatnot. We need some value guys that could come in and play at those positions right away. I think that's going to be a successful draft for the Bears. Yeah. And it's going to be interesting to watch. And Gabe, you're bringing up a good point of who they draft and how they draft is also kind of illustrate their style and their philosophy and I'm with you guys. It's the first year of the regime, right? They're going to get a get a couple cracks at this thing. The only reason why I bring it up, though, is because, as we just saw with the last regime with Ryan Pace, if you're not too careful and if you don't hit on those draft picks, what ends up happening, right? Mitch Trubisky doesn't work out. You spend a fourth-round pick in future years like with Nick Foles. You spend another first-rounder to get Justin Fields. Draft a guy like Kevin White. You move up to get a guy like Anthony Miller, right? And it's so kind of it kind of can snowball. You whiff on an Adam Shaheen. You're spending tons of money on Trey Burton. So I just feel like, while it isn't critical, I just think it is really important that they do hit on a couple of these guys, so that when you go into next year with all that cash to spend, maybe you're not necessarily trying to fill all those holes by trying to. You can keep your powder dry with the draft capital and the money too as well. Um, you know, Corey, you brought up something really interesting, and I want to throw this to Gabe first, if that's all right. You mentioned George Pickens, a player who I personally love. I was already up this morning reading stuff about how he is the red flag interview guy. Um, exactly. So if you can help me dispel a couple myths and Gabe, if you want to go first, when you hear that Gabe, what comes to mind? You know, I sometimes see these quotes and it's like, I just think it like it's an old white guy being like, he just doesn't get it. He doesn't understand <laughs> the game. Um, you know, does that bother you when you hear that red flag interview stuff? And how do you think you do in those interviews, Gabe, you personally? Man. Man, listen, Corey knows I have a temper, so I'd be I'd be horrible. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say about where I grew up? <laughs> I'm like, what? Uh, but again, I mean, listen, I mean, th- this is the whole point of the NFL draft, right? Is is and that's if you it's like every owner goes into this like with a gambling mentality. Who you who do you want to gamble on? And mm-hmm. if you see this guy and, and you like him and you find that that perfect moment, you know, in the perfect round where it fits your, your, your board. And, and, and so for me, you know, when I see a guy like Pickens, you know, and that's the other thing, like I come from B96, right? We're all about like the gossip and drama. And I, what I know more than anything else is you want to avoid it at all costs. 
And we've seen, you know, people that have been in that, that light kind of just be pushed out of the NFL and, but someone's going to take a chance on you and someone's always going to give you an opportunity. So I, I wish the best for this guy. And I hope that somebody does give him an opportunity to prove himself because we all grow older, just like me. If somebody would yeah. interview me at a young kid, I, I wouldn't get no jobs. But yeah. now, you know, I, I'm, I'm matured a little bit. Corey knows. <laughs> yeah, you got, you, got, you got to give people a chance. And I think for Pickens, before the ACL, he, he was a first rounder. No, no hands down, right? So I think if he's there in the second round, you got to take them. You got to take that gamble, right, for a first-round talent. I mean, I, I think, you know, like you said, you're at the casino right now, and we're betting if we pick him to, to be that first-round talent there. Hey, I think some sometimes kids have to grow up, right? They realize that the world's not revolved around them. I think Iberflus is the right man for the job. Maybe he can he can get into him and, and, and make sure he has that straightened out. And then other guys that are that are veterans on the team really talk to people. I think that's a key thing. You look at teams that do really well. Like when, when people have gone to the Patriots after getting cut or having issues, right? Those guys on the team, Tom Brady and company, you know, they were mentors to guys like that to say, hey, maybe you need to grow up a little bit, right? Things of that nature. So I, I think if he's there, you got to pick him. But Corey, Corey, aren't we tired of, of guys getting into fights on the field at inopportune times, right? And this <laughs> is something that we're seeing from, from Pickens that we've seen. I'm not yeah. saying that, you know, again, got to give him the opportunity. But man, do we want that, you know, personal foul in the middle of the playoffs in the second half because you got a grudge against somebody from back in the day, you know? No, no, we, we can't have none of that. But um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just hoping that he realizes that you, you can't do that stuff at this level if, if you're going to want to. Because at the end of the day, Gabe, in college, it wasn't affecting his bag like that, his money. Right? At this level, it'll affect your money. And I think when you when you take people's money from them and you realize that, hey, you can't make that, they're going to be quiet. I think that's that's the key. Right. So uh, <laughs> that money talks. Right. Yeah. And quick follow up, Corey, in terms of the interview stuff, how long do they interview you for okay and on and be honest like kind of pull your bs meter out there you know we know about some of the the fights with the altercations with coaches and yeah. stuff but in terms of the interview process how much can you really learn from that span of time can obviously you can rub people the wrong way and maybe just not mesh personality wise it doesn't mean that you're a jerk and also you could just go in there and ace the test and be a jerk when you walk out how long do they interview you for so, so it's a combination, right? At the combine, that's when everything starts, right? When you have uh, meetings with all the different teams, and uh, yeah, it's it's weird because some people would just talk about life. Like I met with the, with the Steelers, and I talked to Mike Tomlin, and he was just talking. Oh, your Jersey guy. We're just talking, you know, where I went to high school. Uh, Did I have any siblings? Like it was re real casual, right? Nothing there. Oh, you go to Northwestern. Oh, you must be a smart guy, you know, stuff like that. And then uh, I met with the Lions, and. Uh, Actually, the defensive line coach, uh, Chris Korosek, that's now uh, for the 49ers, uh, who I ended up playing with in 2015. He was my D-line coach. But in the combine, he showed all my worst plays and tried to rip me and see how I react, right? Mm. See if you get a rise out of it, you know? And, and uh, the crazy part is, you know, I was just like, yeah, yeah, this is a really bad play. And But the next play I, I made up, I had a sack fumble, and then we recovered in the end zone. <laughs> he's like, oh, what do you think? You could just outsmart me, Northwestern? You know, stuff like that. So it, it, it's just kind of a weird process. Like, I know uh, Des Bryant, me and him came out the same year, and there was a lot of buzz about him with the meetings. Um, you know, people were trying to get a rise out of you. I think they were talking about his mom, you know, formerly being a prostitute or something like that and seeing how he reacted. And, and in my opinion, I think that's kind of jacked up, um, you know, talking about somebody's family, something that he had nothing to do with. Um, 
but I think they just. Well, it, it's to... ob- it's obvious too that you're bringing them. You're bringing him to that place. Yeah. What, what, what emotional reaction react. do you think yeah. you're getting? Yeah, I don't know. Exactly, but um, yeah, I mean Pickens could be uh, the Des Bryant type, right? Guy that had a lot of red flags, um, but ended up working out for the Cowboys. I know they had to have some security with him at all times when he's going to the clubs and whatnot. So he stayed out of trouble and he'd go home and he'd get up, but it ended up working out for them. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's not that extreme if the bears pick him, but you just, you just kind of never know. And then before the actual um, draft, like leading up to it, you have meetings, you know, with, with different teams. I went out to the Patriots um, and I met with Bill Belichick. So, which is pretty cool. And they, a lot of times they, they just want to know, especially the Patriots, they want to know how intelligent you are as a football player, right? So they'll, they'll draw up different plays and schemes, and then they'll ask you the same same question a few minutes later. Have you draw up everything? And not only your position, but, you know, the defensive uh, tackle, the nose, the linebacker, the safety, the corner. They want to know what everybody's doing, right? Because they're like, you need to understand how all of this works, right? Corey, so it's, Corey, Corey, I just picture you. I just picture Bill Belichick in the corner. Like this, and he's like talking to his assistant coach. He's like, hmm. <laughs> have him ask you the next question. Yeah. So, so I was actually, I was actually one on one with him in his office, and then I met in the position room with Matt Patricia, right? Because they were looking at me as some versatility. Like you could possibly stand up, you could possibly be a five technique, you could be a three technique. So we see a lot of versatility. So I was like, man, that would be pretty cool. But yeah, Matt Patricia was was kind of on that, you know show the worst plays and try to rip you and say, this ain't the Patriot way. And this will never work. If you're going to do that, you know, you might as well just quit, you know, stuff like that and see how I react. And I'm like, I know this is a mind game, man. I, I was, I was raised in Jersey, man, North Jersey. And my coaches in high school were way worse than any coach I ever had. I'll tell you what, they called me every name in the book. They prepared me for this. So when somebody, you know, called me a bad name or whatever, uh, when we got to college, I was like, Okay, that says this is all you're doing. You're just yelling at me. My, t- my teammates, uh, some of my boys that you met, they're all like our, our freshman year, like, coach is yelling at me. Coach is. I said, bro, I said, he just yelled at you to do something. I said, my coach called me every name in the book. Right. <laughs> so this ain't nothing, man. Oh so, but yeah, some, some people, you know, their whole life, they've been taught how good they are. They've never been coached, they've never been yelled at. So when they get to the next level, they don't know how to react. So I think that's why these coaches and these organizations try to do that. Cause they're going to say, Hey, this guy has, has been the ish since he's, since he's been a kid, let's see how he's going to react with it. And that's, that's really what they try to do. Get a rise out of you and say, Hey, when, when stuff goes wrong, how is he going to react? You know, is he going to be able to keep his composure? We're talking about no penalties, no 15 yarders, take you out of possible playoff games and things like that. Man, it's a different world. Gabe, I mean, you just you just signed up on a new job, man. Can you imagine 670 the score like playing your worst transitions or your worst drops or something like, to see how you react? Like, what is this? Mully and Hall yelling at me, talking about <laughs> I ain't, I'm crap, I ain't nothing. Yeah, that would be Do you want it? Do you want it, Gabe? But, right. <laughs> but I can see where that's extremely important, right? I mean, yeah. I think Corey, you bring up a fantastic point is that a lot of these guys are superstars in their own rights their own respective towns you know even their their colleges that they went to that if they're as you know it's a college town so they're coming to the nfl it's a different type of pressure it's a different type of responsibility and you have to find a way to test that and and that's it that i'm not condoning it but i can see where they would have to test the psyche of someone in that way specifically seeing how they react to the negativity you know yeah Another thing real quick is that they would ask people, they're like, hey, you know, you're supposed to be a first round pick. So what are your plans to do with the money? Right. And I think a lot of times they test people to see, 
you know, financially, how are you going to, are you going to invest it? Are you going to have a financial advisor? You can have somebody managing your money. Uh, Do you plan on budgeting? Things like that. So, because, you know, Joey, we talked about this a lot of times, you know, um, there's a lot of guys that that made a great amount of money in the league that are broke, you know, three, four, five years afterwards. And it's, uh, it's pretty sad, you know? So I think they, a lot of times, you know, obviously that's, that's not their worry about people managing their money, but they want to make sure they're getting an intelligent person that's going to be, you know, kind of mindful of the the little things here and there. First thing I'm going to do is buy a Bengal tiger, sir. That's the first thing I'm going to do. Man, real real quick, I had I had guys that, that literally thought they were going to be uh, first round picks and end up buying a chain, you know, getting, getting oh. an advance from their agent. Uh, three hundred thousand dollars, and then they have falling to the fourth round, signing bonus three hundred thousand, um, and then you have to pay your agent, you know that that three percent, um, and then afterwards you're in debt already when you're supposed to be having the most amount of money you ever seen in your life. So that's the crazy part about it, bro. It it just it just baffled me, man. The the funny part is when I first got drafted, right? Um, my wife, uh, who was my fiance at the time. She had this old van, this tan van from 1990 that I drove up to Hallis Hall right after I got drafted. And everybody said, bro, you're a fourth round pick. What the heck are you doing with this? I said, man, I'm waiting on my dealer car. So I, I did a dealer car with this dealership for four years when I was in Chicago. They gave me a Tahoe every, every, uh, every 5,000 miles. But people were roasting me. And I said, man, you know, I'm just not trying to spend money on a car if I don't have to. And you know, for, for me, I'm like always, hey, live below your means. If, if you live below your means, you'll always be good. Um, and that's that's what I've always lived by. Yeah, dude. Hollywood tip 101 from out here. <laughs> Don't spend the money till it's cashed in the bank. Just because you did the job. Wait till the check gets in the mail and then cash it in the bank and run it over. Uh, we got one more topic here for uh, Gabe Ramirez here on Believe in Bears. Um, Gabe, you know, let's keep it pretty simple. As of right now, today, a couple days before the NFL draft, there seems to be two factions of bears fans right now one of them is hitching their wagon to this bears team is going to finish in last place this team's not going to be very good it's not going to get a lot of wins and then there's another faction that says you know new blood Ibrflus in the house second year justin fields we don't know what we have yet this team could still compete and win as many games seven eight nine as they had the last couple years as it stands today where is your heart which wagon are you riding right now yeah i I think first you got to take a look at last year because for the most part, you got pretty much the same team, right? So the Bears won what eight games last year, seven games last year, eight games last year. So, yeah. so, so when you're looking at this this season, you're dealing with more or less the same. But when you go through the schedule, right? Because the over under, I think it's like sitting at like seven and a half. But when you go through the schedule, remember because we we did so poorly, we don't play against the best teams in the NFL per se based on records last year. So I, I actually went Corey through this with Caitlin Sharkey uh on the score uh went through the the thing and i had the bears just so you guys know going 12 and 5 that's my Whoa! home pounding pounding hard right there that was me being uh, being ridiculous right there right yeah. but, but nfc I, east I, let's go we play them right, Look at them, man. right. Yeah. but I, but I'm, I'm more so saying that i i do feel to answer your question joey that we can be kind of like in the same stratosphere as we were last year right we're going to win some games based off the talent of just justin fields and we're going to lose some games based off the nfl efficiencies that we're still going to see in Justin Fields in the upcoming season and just the pains and, and aches and pains of, of a team that's still finding their identity and their culture going into next year. Can we surprise somebody and win nine? Yeah, sure. Why not? Right. It's the NFL. There's a lot of great 
like players then it can be done but i think ultimately we're going to be in the same space which i think is very good as a stepping stone for the bears to move forward Corey, i know you feel the same way I can, no no i can see them make i don't know about 12 wins but i can see them definitely making the playoffs because it's that same kind of effect um when uh matt Nagy came right that first year there everyone's reinvigorated they're ready to go and you surprise people right when you're the underdog when no one's expecting anything from you that's when you rise above so i can see that for sure i think the only the only way we're going to do that is if we draft a productive receiver this year somebody that can help justin fields and i think that's the difference back then we had Allen robinson so that that helped out trubisky a lot but i think we need a, a receiver that can complement darnell mooney right and hopefully hopefully it could be that guy uh george pickens from, from georgia possibly or uh or john mechie from alabama you know some, mm. something like that so i think there could be a lot of value there but i think the receiver position in my opinion, I think it's more important than the left tackle. And people say, well, you're crazy because you can you can have chip help. You can have tight end chip help. You can do things. You can slide the protection that way to help out that left tackle. But I think the receiver is the most important. And I think they could they could possibly make the playoffs. So I don't think you're crazy, Gabe. I love when you tell me things like that. And Joey, <laughs> I always think about Homer Hart's pounding and I just think it's too wild. And then Corey comes in and just validates <laughs> me, man. I love it. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, yeah. I think it's an easy sell, right? I mean, if you're saying Eberflus comes in and has overachieving defenses consistently every single year, that means you keep us in maybe, let's just say... Turnovers, maybe Turnovers. Yeah, let's say they keep us in the top 10, 12 area of defense, and then if the offense just moves a little bit forward, a little bit closer, I think you're right, Gabe. I think they're competitive a lot of games, and I think to Corey's point, if you get that receiver, maybe you can win that track meet game every once in a while when you're down by seven in the second half. And finally, we have an exclusive guest here coming in. <laughs> NFL, <laughs> NFL insider, NFL, NFL insider right now. Are the bears My. going to trade up? <laughs> yeah. She said no to the first round. That's what she said. <laughs> this is what happens when you work from home guys. You got to just grab the six, seven month old. And just, uh, exactly. Oh, real real quick, better. real quick. He, he did a whole show on B96 at home <laughs> with both the kids. His wife yeah. was working at the time, I think. Yep. Um, yep. And he, he had them both in the hand. He's, he's running the ad reads. He's doing the show. Hey, this is nothing. Hardest, hardest working man in show business right there, Gabe Ramirez, baby. We get it in, baby. Got to pay these. Got to pay these bills. Corey knows he has two kids. He's oh son. yeah, adds <laughs> up, man. <laughs> okay, we don't eat that. We don't eat that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's gonna do it for today's episode of Believe in Bears NFL Draft Edition. Today's episode is presented by BetOnline.ag. Fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use promo code Believe B L E A V when you head to the website. Make sure you do it with the NFL Draft coming up, Major League Baseball, and the daily and the NBA playoffs going on. For everyone else, except for maybe the Chicago Bulls over the next couple of days, but there will be more hey. NBA playoffs moving forward. Yeah. Got to win one game at home, right, Gabe? Um, dude, great episode. Gabe, thank you so much for hopping on, man. Great to see you again. Um, for everyone listening, make sure you check him out on B96. And also, Nightly coming up on 670 Score. Let people know about the showtime, some socials, how we can check out more of your content. Yeah, anytime there's not a Cubs game, check me out on the score. I'm there at night. And then, you know, just rotating around, filling in, man. You guys catch me on the score anytime. Corey, great show, man. Great to see you, dude. Uh, take us home on another good pod. 
Yeah, man, it was always good to have Gabe on again. We got to get him on more and more, you know. He's, he's going to do right there. He's got the 670 to score. Now he's killing the game. Uh, excited for this draft, though. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about it. And hopefully, I can hop on Gabe's show on, on 670 to score, talk a little bit about it, too. But excited to see the direction that Poles and company go because we got a lot of needs that we need to fill. So hopefully, we can do that, get Justin Fields some weapons you know, get some of those defensive needs as well addressed and uh, excited for the season. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people this year. So excited for that. And we'll, we'll get back to you guys next week. Thank you so much for checking out Believe in Bears. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. Like, subscribe, and comment below. This was Believe in Bears. We'll be back next week. Everyone else, have a great week and bear down. Appreciate you, Gabe. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.